Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 15, Purushottam Yoga. Yoga of the Supreme Purusha, of the Supreme Spirit. So, so far we have learnt in Bhagavad Gita that there are two aspects of the Supreme. One is the Prakriti, one is Purusha. We have learned the Prakriti, the Astata Prakriti, which is manifest, but the Purusha is unmanifest. And in this chapter, now it is connecting the Prakriti and Purusha, my life and the Supreme. So we started this chapter with the discussion of that upside tree that this sansara seems like. The wise says that this sansara is like an upside tree. The roots are up above and the branches and the leaves are in this world. And gradually we see that we are establishing the roots here in this world. And this tree of sansar is seem to be indestructible. More and more I try to understand this world, more and more it becomes complex. So my sansar, my jagat, it seems very complex, ununderstandable. I cannot understand how it works how it functions and how I relate to this world. So therefore Bhagavan said it is indestructible and inexplicable. However, he says that you can destroy this sansar, this tree of sansar by firmly cutting this tree with the axe of detachment. Asanga, sastrena, by non-attachment. You can destroy this tree, which seems right now indestructible. Right now the sansar seems just out of my control. I am just going along with it. I have no understanding of it, where I come from, where I go, and how my situations occurs in my life. Even that is not in my control either. The Bhagavan said that this all can be avoided if you develop the weapon of non-attachment and destroy this sansar. And then he gives the goal and said, the goal to be sought is to attain that place where having gone there and none returns. That's your goal. So what is my goal of life? I have thought about all my life and everything I tried eventually ended up in a, some kind of a sorrow. But once that goal was not appropriate. Your goal was always rooted in the sansar Sansa is so complex to understand and therefore you are ending up in that. So you should now detach yourself from this sansar and find a goal having gone there none returns. So you don't want to come back again and again to experience this. So then he explains 
that what is that place which I'm trying to go where there is no return? And he said that natad bhasayate suryaha na shashankaha na pavakaha that there is no light of sun or moon or fire in that place. That place is my abode and that's what you should be seeking. In other words, there are no objects to be realized. There are no relationships to be made there. That is the place where you will find yourself to be within your source. And then the rest of the chapter now explains to us what is that relationship of the Supreme to this Jagat. So Bhagavan explained that how an individual being is related to that Supreme. He said that individual being is also nothing but Mama Eva and Sajiva Loke. One part of mine in this world of beings becomes that individual by attracting the five senses in the mind. When that consciousness associates with the five senses in the mind, it becomes an individual entity, which we call jiva. This individualized jiva is now then enjoys this world of objects through the senses, the five senses that we has attracted. And that's where his sansar starts. As soon as the consciousness associates with the five senses in mind, that entity is now enjoying the sense objects outside through the senses, and the sansar starts from there. This is where the beginning of my journey as an individual. That jiva, when he leaves this body, the existing body which it is residing in, it takes with it those five senses in the mind as the flavor of all the experiences it has experienced in this life. So that is now explained how we as the individuals are functioning in this world. Always remaining part of the Supreme, but because that my original existence is because of that one part of the Supreme, which has associated itself with the mind, intellect, and the five senses, that same entity is moving from one body to another. And you see, when it moves, those senses and mind and intellect goes with it, it remains and collecting all the experiences as the flavor, building its personalities from one existence to another. And Bhagavan said that that is our relationship. But to break that cycle of going from one experience to another, he said you should be seeking that place that having gone there, none returns. Then he explains his immanence in all things and beings. That there is not a place or not a thing or a being which is not part of him. So right now our understanding is that this prakriti is inert, and the life which is pulsating through me and all the living being is the Purusha. So we cannot disassociate two from each other in saying one is inert, one has the life. Bhagavan clarifies that there is nothing whether it is inert or sentient that is not part of him. So he goes through the explanation. All this thing is not clear to the people who are not refined in their understanding. This consciousness enters the body and leaves the body. The people who are not refined cannot recognize that. I can recognize everything a person has done, his personality, but I do not recognize the self in that person with whom I have the relationship. I have a relationship with the person because he is alive, 
and conscious. When the consciousness is gone, I have no relationship with that person. Having understood that, I still do not understand the nature of that self. That that is what makes things and being who they are. And I get confused when person takes birth and person dies. It's with those who have the refined intellect and who have a clear mind, they will recognize this. So then we have seen the qualities of those people, you know, Nirmana Moha, Jita Sangha Doshaha, that those people who have refined their mind and intellect through their own efforts, that they see this clearly, the presence of consciousness in all things and beings. And then it goes on to explain that the light which you see in the sun and light which you see in the moon, that's my light only. That power comes from me alone. So just as the sun is illuminating the whole world, it is my presence which illuminates this entire jagat. Gama visyaja bhutani dharyami aham ojasaha pustnami chausudhi sarvaha somo bhutva rasatmakaha These verses now establish firmly the immanence of the Lord, whether it is sentient or insentient. Also, it establishes that you are not the doer. Everything that I consider that I have done, Bhagavan said, I do everything. There is nothing in this world that is happening without His presence or His participation in it. The sun and moon, their light comes from my light. So energy in this world is nothing but the solar energy. He said, it is my energy which animates this world. Even coming down to the level of our understanding that, okay, then who supports all the beings on this planet? He said, I do. Gama visyaja bhutani dharayami aham ojasaha. Permeating in this earth. So I am everywhere. I am permeating in this entire earth. And then supports all the beings on this planet or anywhere else in this cosmos. Pushnami cha ausudehi sarvaha somo bhutvarasatmakaha. The power of moonlight to support all the earth. It says basically that all these things which are germinating from the ground is supported by the moonlight. The moonlight makes it more juicy. Whether it is sunlight or moonlight, he says this all energy is mine. So all the things which are happening in nature, which we cannot explain why that happens. And so we have simply said it is natural. It happens naturally. My heart pumps, I don't know, it's natural. So everything that is not happening because of my own efforts or somebody's efforts, we assign to the nature. And Bhagavan says that nature is nothing but me. I constantly work to support all the beings permeating in this world and in the moon and the sun. Then he even comes down to a level of supporting all the beings by becoming any food that we can eat, whether it's the vegetarian or non-vegetarian ultimately comes from the earth. Bhagavan said, I am the one permeating in the earth, supporting all the beings. They said, not only I am supporting the beings, but the physiological functions which make people alive, they are also I am responsible for that. Aham vaisva naro bhutva praninam deham asritaha prana apana samayuktaha pachami annam chaturvidam That one thing we don't have to worry about after we eat, how the food gets digested. 
You can imagine if it was all up to us to figure it out. We will be 24 hours just engaged in just figuring out how this food is going to get to all these different parts. You see, you don't need to worry about any of that. I created the food for you. I give you the ability to eat. And after you eat, I take over. Whether you are abusing yourself, even then I support you. That I digest all four types of food that people eat. And Swamiji explained that four types of foods basically include everything that one can eat. So you can do these four types of food either as those where you can chew, those, those foods you swallow, you lick, and suck. Other people have looked at it and said these four types of food means out of the five great elements, you take just the space out of it. Other four elements are basically the ingredients for our food. So he said, any kind of food that you can eat, or any being you can eat, I digest them, becoming the fire in your belly. Aham Vaiswanara, the fire inside you. It is also called Jataragni. That fire assimilates and digests this food. Prana Pana Samayuktaha, becoming associated with Prana and Apana. Prana, the things which we we receive and put inside the body upon it which you reject from the body. With these two functions, physiological functions, constantly going on in our body, as long as you're conscious, your food will be digested. If you are dead, no food can go anywhere. So Bhagavan said, I am the fire in your body. We digest the food. So you can't take credit for anything that you do. Everything that I have right now, which supports my existence. Bhagavan said, I am responsible for it, and it is there because of me. Next verse he says, Sarvasya sannivistaha mattaha smrutihi gnanam apohanam cha. From your physiological existence to our intellectual existence. Look at me, I am the thinking being. So where we make mistake in our understanding, we take chitta as the consciousness. Chitta is a thinking entity. And as we have learnt in Vedanta, it is part of the prakriti, not purusha. Our mind and intellect, which is a thinking entity, is an inert prakriti. Just like our body is. Our body cannot function unless this consciousness is functioning through this body. So is the mind and intellect. They cannot function without the consciousness functioning through it. So therefore Bhagavan said that even all that is happening at your mental and intellectual smruti, memory, gnanam, knowledge and absence of them. All of them are because of me. I make all that happen for you. Vedescha sarvaha aham eva vedyo vedantakrut that I am verily which has to be known in all Vedas. Vedas describe what is that to be known. I said that who I am. What Vedas talk about is the supreme being is that's me. And I am the author of the Vedanta. So we have learnt in Vedas there are two parts. Most of the Vedas are the utilitarian knowledge about how this world functions what you do to get what? You do this yagna to get this, you know, to dravya yagna, this yagna. 
all of this most of the vedas are basically knowledge which you use for your day to day life living but the end of the veda describes my relationship with him and nature of the supreme being which we call upanishads say i am the author of this vedanta so therefore it is called shruti that is heard in meditation by the sages what they heard and what they described is a shruti and then what they remembered and taught to the world becomes smruti so bhagwan said i am the author of all the vedanta which those sages have heard in their meditation that i created the knowledge for them so i am the author of vedanta and the knower of the vedas too and the one who thinks that i am knowing the veda only because of my presence i am that one to be known in the veda i am the one who created the knowledge in the veda and i am also the one who is knowing the veda it's just like the verse brahmarpanam brahmavi i am everything the food is also me one who is eating is also me that fire which is dying is also me bhagwan said i am to be known i am the creator of the knowledge and i am the knower so there is nothing no matter what role you play bhagwan said it's all me a bad person in this world is bhagwan said that's also me alone your good acts are because of me and all bad acts are also because of me without my presence nothing can happen and without my presence nothing can exist whether it's sentient or insentient and therefore bhagwan said that sit that place where you identify with me so now he explains in the following verses that how to relate to this purusha dvav imo purusho loke kshara akshara evacha kshara sarvani bhutani kutastha akshara uchyate in this world there are two purushas everything that you see is the purusha so from our perspective when we see the jivas or the living beings we consider that to be perishable purusha one is perishable another is imperishable sharah sarvani bhutani all beings are perishable kutastha akshara uchyate but that which is the basis of all the beings is imperishable all beings are who they are because of the presence of that one underlying entity which we call consciousness so all beings are perishable but the consciousness imperishable so now this is the relative relationship you remove the one the other is not there as long as the room exist the room space exist you remove the room room space is gone so the imperishable purusha in reference to an individual being is my consciousness that imperishable that imperishable being is only existent as long as the perishable is existent because the relationship is because of this body mind and intellect so i can say my soul myself that is imperishable but that remains imperishable in relationship to this body mind intellect as long as they exist in some form uttamah purushahatu anyah parmatma iti udahrutah but distinct is the supreme purusha called the highest the parmatma 
from these two Purusha, the perishable and imperishable. So the Supreme Purusha is completely different from this perishable and imperishable Purusha. Does not mean that two different entities, but when you remove this room, the room space goes away. The identification of the space and room space is completely gone away, but the space remains as it is because it is part of the universal space. Universal space was there, universal space is here, and universal space will remain here. Room space was created, it remained as a space, so we can say the walls and floors and ceilings are perishable, the space is imperishable, room space is imperishable, but once you remove the room, both perishable and imperishable are gone. What remained is what it was there before, universal space. So once you remove these jivas from the jiva loka, what remains is the supreme purusha alone, which is neither perishable nor imperishable, just pure existence. Uttamaha purusatu anyaha paramatma iti udavrtaha. See, atma, jivatma, and paramatma. So this paramatma is not conditioned by any of the qualities of this world, this prakriti. As soon as the prakriti comes into existence, the jivatmas come into existence because of the association of the spirit with this prakriti. These associations create the imperishable and perishable. When the prakriti is removed, what remains is just pure purusha. Yaha loka trayam avishya bivati kavyayaha ishwaraha. That supreme purusha, which is neither perishable nor imperishable, its presence makes the experiences in all the three worlds which I go through in my existence. In these three worlds we have talked about many, many times before, waking, deep sleep, and dream. All the experiences for all the jivas in these three worlds are Bhagavan said because of the presence of the Supreme Being. So he is firmly establishing that there is nothing whatsoever in this world. Your physical existence that which is the support system you have to exist as an individual being and also all the experiences you are experiencing. Anything which is part of my world is also, once it is my presence and because of me, then my being and anything which you are experiencing is also because of my presence only. Yasmat aksaram atitaha aham aksarat apicha uttamaha Therefore, I transcend the perishable and I'm even higher than the imperishable. Universal space is certainly greater than the room space, even though room space is imperishable. Compared to the existence of the walls, floor and ceiling, the room space is imperishable and long-lasting. But if they compared to the room space, the universal space is even higher than that. It has no conditioning whatsoever. Atah asmi loke vedecha prathita purushottamana. Therefore, I am declared the purushottama, the highest purusha in the world and in Vedas. Because I am the ultimate reality, 
Vedas declare me as the Purushottama. And also in this world, in this world, all the great seers and the prophets and the wise people and the pundits, they have come to this one conclusion, one conclusion alone, that that Purusha, which is beyond perishable and imperishable, which makes the presence of the perishable and imperishable possible, is the Supreme Purusha. And I guess that's where we will stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om